Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. And uh, I'm excited to hear about a story you have to tell us, and uh, for that really is the inspiration for this week's topic. You know, why why should you release on Fridays? Tell, please tell us about this uh, this story. Oh yeah, I'm in I'm in rant mode again because I had someone <laughs> say something that really got my goat. I was doing what I often do. With the, I do uh, health checks and due diligence and so on. So I'm checking out a company and writing a report on all kinds of fantastic things they could do better. And this person was describing their release process to me. And they said, oh, yes, and we use Kubernetes for this. And we click that. And there's the code reviews and all the different components. And he said, and of course, this is the part that really got me, of course, we don't release on Friday. Oh. And because I wasn't in, in advice mode, I wasn't consulting, I was recording, I just carefully recorded, don't release on Fridays. And then I carefully, in capital letters, wrote, do release on Fridays, and said, we should talk about this on the, on the podcast, because I just think it's very important that if things are hard to do, if they cause you pain, that's a signal that you should do more of them, and mm. not less of them. That's an interesting. So, so if it hurts, I should do it uh, more often, not less. That, that's that's unintuitive. Exactly. It, precisely, but that's the point. So, um, for example, um, uh, what what people will often say is, and this is exactly what this person meant when he said, "Of course, that that well, if we released on Friday, maybe even at four forty-five, something might go wrong with the release, and then we'd have to get called on Saturday and come and fix it, or late on the night on Friday and." I have a hot date. I, I don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> but the point is, if you always avoid that, if you don't do anything to cause that situation to change, it will probably get worse. At, at least it certainly won't get any better. And therefore, if you ever really do need to release on a Friday, or if you have a hot date on Wednesday night, you're <laughs> going to be interrupted because you haven't done enough testing. You haven't found out enough about... Uh, your system to find out what the heck is it that makes it so unreliable that you feel like you can't release for a whole day. You're giving up 20% of your potential release time. You're reducing your cycle time. You're uh, decreasing the, your, your flexibility. And you're doing that because you're afraid. And if you don't confront that fear, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Okay, sorry. I'm finished ranting. <laughs> uh, do, do, you have, do you have any opinions about this, Jeffrey? Do you uh, share my view or do you see it differently? Well, I, I I certainly uh, do share your your view on this. However, I also you know have have um, and this is something that's a long standing issue. This is uh, um, uh, something that I've come across for I don't know how long. Probably for me, this kind of conversations go back to the early days of extreme programming. So probably back into the like ninety eight ninety nine kind of time frame, and the idea of continuous integration, which was very similar. But but I, I so I want to just try some of the objections that I've heard over the time over these years. Um, you know, so like really scroll this, is, you know, how bad is this really? I mean, it gets so fine. It's Fridays. It's one it's one day out of the week. Uh, what? Why is why is that a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because Friday is just one example of a time when you might be sensitive. So you're going to probably do other things like, oh, we have a big client rollout. Oh, there's a big demo for the uh, the sales team. They're, they're going to be out there um, showing the software to hundreds of people. We better not release then. You're going to get more... You're, chop up more and more of your week with all these times when you're sensitive and you're saying, I'm afraid to release, I can't take action, I, I don't trust my system, I don't trust myself, I don't trust my on-call rota and my, my ability to recover. All of these things uh, are going to cut away at the time that you have to release. It's not just Fridays. It's going to infect the rest of your re release process, your, your attitude to risk. 
And instead of mitigating the risk by by actually addressing it, by doing something about it so that your system's more reliable, you're just covering it up. You're just saying, okay, we, we won't do that. Well, but but isn't this just prudence? I mean, it, I mean, it, we're just we're just trying to be careful here. We we don't want to to have any problems. Uh, isn't isn't that just uh, normal prudence? Isn't this just good? Uh, uh, you know, being uh, properly professional about it. Well, uh, no, because if you look at people who run much more dangerous types of systems and nuclear power plants and spaceships and other things like that, they drill over and over again to understand their failure modes. Failure modes are very important to them. Uh, if you want to read a great book on that, uh, have a look at Meltdown by Christopher Clearfield. And uh, sorry, I forget his co-author's name, but um, we'll link in the show notes. The, the, uh, the, one of the problems is that people try so hard to uh, avoid the complexity of their system. They say, oh, I'm, I'm just going to try to work around it. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm just going to try not to have this happen. And uh, often that actually inter interferes much more with the uh, correct operation of their system. The good uh, model for dealing with high-risk situations is to confront the risk and mitigate it, not to try to avoid it. <laughs> So I, I'm having I'm having trouble continuing to be the straight man here because I I, I do mm -hmm. I, I, I do so agree with you. But these these kind of objections I think are what people say. The one the one I didn't pull up yet is kind of the um, you know a social proof version, which is oh come on this is this either either a version of this is what we've always done or look every place I've worked with has been like this. We've always we've always had a we've always had a quiet period and the the quiet period could be every Friday or it could be um you know as you say the 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 week before um a a, a major event or it could be um something around holidays but yeah you know that's isn't this a normal practice what what's what's wrong with being normal um, the normal is actually pretty bad that most people are um, uh, not. And I do these due diligence and, and health checks all the time. And I, one of my key questions is always, what's your cycle time? That is, how long is it between when you had an idea and when you're testing it in the real world? And it doesn't count if it's in staging. It doesn't count if you have it working on your machine. It counts when it's live and real users are using it. And I think my, my worst record for that, I think the worst cycle time I've seen, well, I had one where it was two years, but that was truly pathological. But um, <laughs> the, the worst one I've seen that, that wasn't um, uh, involving uh, kind of the decimation of the development team was um, about six months. And this was an environment where uh, there, was, there was a medical component to it. So there's, there's health and safety and um, the, the, the protection of, of humans from, from getting wrong results from the software. And, and that was very important. I wasn't suggesting that they not do that. But to wait six months between when you've done something and when you get feedback on it means that you are not able to be responsive to your users at all. You're just really frozen. And, and that company was, um, if we hadn't done something about that cycle time, that company was going to go under. They weren't going to be able to sell anything, wouldn't be able to help any people with their, their medical conditions. So uh, what we did there is to um, very carefully uh, get the company used to the idea that perhaps we would be putting things live a bit more frequently. And we, we got it down to two weeks, which was a, a big improvement wow. for them. I think in many cases that our listeners will be in, they probably, most of you are probably not in human safety environments. You could have cycle times in hours. And the fact that most people don't do that is an indictment of our industry. It's not a commentary on how, how great it is. That's not the right thing to do. What we should be doing is getting feedback from our users as quickly as possible. And the fear of Friday and the fear of failure of our system is something we should be overcoming and mitigating, not um, hiding in the corner.
I, I think that's really a great point. And I, I, I have two thoughts about that. One is, you know, we, we were just talking in our previous two weeks about um, the value of, of emotions as signals for, for what you might do. And uh, it, it seems to me that here's one example where we're saying your anxiety <clears throat> is actually a, a message. It's, 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 you have the fear. You don't want to ignore it. You want to use it <laughs> to, to say, how could I be better? But, but there is this thing, and this is the second point, which is we, we do have an assumption here that people want to be better. Um, and, and if that's true, better also means being different. It, it it's it's really you can't you can't be better by doing everything the same way you always have you, you're going to have to find a reason to change absolutely and we should we should define better as well whenever anybody says i have a the concept of betterism that you just have this notion of better and nobody ever agrees on what better is so mm. um, everyone talks about what better would be for them if if better for you is less interaction with customers less meeting of customer needs and total safety where nothing can possibly go wrong or change, then this isn't better. So, so ignore us. You know, turn off the podcast now. Go do something else because <laughs> you're, you're better for you doesn't match better for us. But in that case, I'm not sure why you're writing software in the first place. Because what would be what would be better <laughs> would be never to change it. This is kind of like back to um, one of one of the ideas that uh, uh, I think you might have taught me. I'm not sure. Long ago, someone taught me that if your unit test will not allow you to change the, the object, the, the class or whatever it is that you're testing, then you might as well just do a hash of the, the source code <laughs> and just verify that the class is not changed and then go <laughs> play golf or something because there's no point in making something that is so tight that it only allow, it, it prevents you changing. And yeah. I'm not sure why you are changing your software if you want total safety, if you want um, uh, responsive software. If you want software that does that improves as it as it progresses, as you're making the changes, you're going to have to test that. In order to test that, you're going to have to release it, and you want to do that as often as you can, uh, and and keep improving that response cycle and and getting more feedback more quickly. I think that's that's a, a really great point that that better is relative and context sensitive, and we are making some assumptions here. One thing that I recommend people do if they're if they're sort of struggling with this kind of thing, what would better mean for us? Why would we want to increase our, our cycle time? Why would this be good? Is to check out the book Accelerate. Just just to clarify, de decrease cycle time. Make your cycle time faster. Sorry, Sorry keep going. Yes, decrease cycle time. Uh, increase your talk time. I think anyway. No, decrease it. Yes, Anyways, yes, exactly. Get 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 better here. Uh, it'd be be faster. The the book Accelerate. Um, one of the things I like about it, uh, and a link in the show notes, is they talk about various practices and what the uh, interrelationship of them are. How improving in one area what that tends to to cascade to so you can kind of get, kind of get a sense of what the levers are what happens if i increase this or decrease that what are the subsequent uh types of fallout and uh, what we're describing here is something that um, i've experienced uh, in a company we both work for which is tim um, and at the time that i joined uh, we did have the idea of um, pretty strict uh, release windows. We we wanted to make sure that we were only releasing the the the, the Tim product, the, the main product, on weekends. It was uh, a Saturday morning would be our normal release hours, uh, and that was because we had this sort of fear about well, you know, what would we, what would be the impact uh, on our clients? We we might have problems, 
And what we've done is say, well, what are those fears and how could we mitigate them? And over time, we've moved to actually, not only do we not uh, do our releases uh, only on weekends, but we now move to them to be in hours. Um, so it, not even a, a late night release, because we've um, said we want to be able to uh, release and if they're, um, and we want to have confidence in our release process, and the only way to get confidence is by facing our anxiety. And this is, I, I think, this is really interesting here because if we know from psychology uh, that the uh, only cure for anxiety is exposure, if you have a phobia, ultimately any sort of cure is going to involve exposure. And I think it's similar with uh, in this sort of development environment. The only way to get over your fear of, um, you know, release at, at certain hours is to start releasing in those hours. Now, I'm not saying just rush into it. You can, you have to build yourself up and then develop confidence. And that's something we did over time. Uh, uh, I said, we, we built what we thought would be a, a good system that would allow us to be safe and to roll back in case of uh, any problems and, and uh, we, we had some redundancy in place. Uh, and then we didn't just go trust it. We, we first tried to test it. And we, we did a, a technique that um, I've heard referred to as failure Friday. And again, link in the show notes. And, and this is something, have you come across this before, Squirrel? Uh, I haven't. So you were just telling me about it. What, what is failure Friday? Um, so this is coming from uh, um, re resilience engineering. This is kind of like the, the human version of the, of the chaos monkey. Um, and it basically says, take a look at your system and where you believe you have redundancy, um, you know, test it. Essentially, you're going to have a, 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 I was about to say simulated outage, but like a, actually it's a real outage <laughs> if you, yeah, if you, you, you make something fail. Yeah, exactly. You make something fail. Um, in, and the idea is that you don't, you don't make something fail that you think would be catastrophic, but you, if you believe that you have uh, redundancy, say of uh, your network cables, then you schedule a time and you unplug one of them. <laughs> this is mm -hmm. very unintuitive. But the, the theory is very much like you, you may have heard that you don't really have a backup until you've done a restore and worked work from the rest the restoration. In the same way, and, you don't. And, you, and you've not felt fear and pain until you've tried to do the restore and the backup file that has been carefully checked and has been verified for months to exist turns out to have zero bytes in it. Oh yes, <laughs> not that that has ever happened to me. Oh yes, that's a, I think that's a, a feeling that uh, 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 probably none of our listeners, in the same in the same way that it's never happened to you, it's never happened to many of our listeners. Yes, never, never. A common, common problem. Um, and and so, in if you've had that experience, or you know people have had that experience, you can understand the value of actually doing the restores working from the restores so you have real confidence. Similarly, we could build confidence in our system by having induced failures. If we believe that our system should be resilient in the face of these various problems, let's go try it. And in that way, we could uh, build confidence in the systems that we built, that we in fact had the sort of safety and resilience that we wanted. And that was an enabling step to allow us to move to in-hours releases. There you go. And by in hours, by in hours, I just want to clarify for listeners who, who might not know the finance world very much. You, you mean in the hours of financial trading, 
which yeah. is um, a world that Tim exists in. So uh, what what back in my day before Jeffrey took over at Tim, uh, we would be very frightened, as, as you've described, of doing anything when the markets were open, because that would potentially cause some problem for people who were trading and they'd um, phone us up and, and yell at us and come over and throw things at us. But what you managed to get us to do, the, the, the team to do, is to move to safety for releasing any time when the markets are open. And that, of course, then meant, um, I imagine, that people didn't have to do what I used to do, which is to uh, come in on a Saturday and go uh, press the buttons for a release to happen and monitor it. That would be more interruptive. So it's not like my client that I started with where they said, oh, well, we never release on a Friday because we don't want to get phoned on Saturday. This was the opposite. What you're doing is making sure that we can release anytime the markets are open. That actually makes it easier because we're around to fix the problems. So it's, it's better, but it also means we've uh, massively reduced the fear we used to have. So the fear comes from the same, uh, the same source, but it uh, manifests very differently. Uh, that's right. And I don't want to claim that we have everything figured out. We do have some releases uh, that have involved a database migration, say, where we system needs to be offline. We we do those on the weekend uh, during the, during the uh, quiet period. However, that's the minority, uh, a, a tiny minority of the releases. And it's also an area that we think, you know, we want to tackle. Like this is a, this is the, for us, one of the, the last remaining elements. And it, gosh, it'd be nice to, to not have to worry about, um, this sort of special case. And it's a, a really good example of how your idea of what's normal changes. So having had a time where, you know, releasing every two weeks uh, on a on a Saturday was normal and seemed even kind of good compared to a lot of other people, when we said, well, how could we be better? Look out in the world. Are there examples of people who are doing something better that we would value? We, we said, yeah, there's work we can do. And then we did the work to do it. And now, no one would want to go back to that uh, sort of two-week cadence. The, the ability to do releases uh, when we want to are something we really appreciate. And actually now we, it, people always want to say, well, how could we make this better? Could we make this faster? Could we make it more streamlined? Could we make it safer? Uh, and it's a it's a great sort of virtuous cycle that having taken a step down this path, uh, we can see how to, to make it uh, even better. There we go. Okay. Well, if listeners disagree with us and think releasing on Friday is a bad idea, we always like to hear from you. And if you agree with us, but you're having trouble implementing or you have some questions, we'd sure love to hear from you as well. You can always find us on conversationaltransformation.com. And you can also find out about our book coming in May, pre-order, join the mailing list, other good stuff like that. And of course, we like it when you click the subscribe button, and therefore you hear from us every Wednesday, because we like talking to you and hearing about your experiences. Don't forget, you can always improve uh, uh, your, your attitude to fear. Um, try to expose yourself to things you're afraid of. That's, I think, our message today. Super. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grant.